0: Yesterday afternoon, finally Jeff and myself got round to thinking about what hymns and songs we should sing for these services, organised as ever, or Jeff was anyway pointing out, we need to know what we're singing. I started thinking, and well, there were two main themes that jumped out of the readings today. The theme of service and the theme of sacrament. Service. And love being combined so much as many of you know I'm a priest of the Sodality of Mary mother of priests and that means occasionally you'll see me wearing this blue scapula over the top of the black cassock it looks a bit strange it causes people to ask what I'm wearing it's a clerical apron in all honesty It has the advantage that if I manage to get tea and biscuits down it, then it only needs to go in its washing machine on its own. It doesn't affect everything underneath. Likewise, dirt and wax and everything else. But also just putting it on is that reminder of being a servant. That reminder that you're putting something on to get grubby, to get dirty. That you're there to work, not just to lord it over everyone and accept everyone to do things for you. Yeah, I'm as bad as everyone else at just expecting everyone else to get on with stuff, I admit. But that reminder, so like yesterday when I was just sat here mindlessly stapling all the orders of service because it's a job which needs doing. And it's a job that is as appropriate for me to do as for anyone else to do. A job of service. The washing of the feet, of course, as traditionally happens in the... Monday Thursday Eucharist, as we heard about in the Gospel reading, is a massive sign of inappropriate service of our Lord. He is Lord, he is Messiah, and there he is washing the feet, the dirtiest parts of his disciples who, if they've been wearing sandals, well, you know what it's like in the summer if you wear sandals, or even five minutes outside, now filthy the feet are, let alone if you've walked any kind of distance. The cleaning of someone's feet is not the job for the Lord or the master, it's the job of a slave if you had such a thing. So Jesus doing that is such a powerful message as then is, is, follow me, do this the same. If you have love, serve in this way. Such a powerful message. This year again, because of COVID, we're not, right, not quite ready for resuming the washing of the feet. It's in the order of service, not because I forgot to take it out, but so that it's there ready for, and we are ready to do so again, hopefully maybe next year. But it is such a poignant moment when, if I'm wearing a chasuble, I take the chasuble, the outer robe off, and then kneeling at the feet of parishioners, washing their feet. There are times I've seen, well, the priest can't do it, let's have a server do it instead. It doesn't feel right if it's not actually the celebrant. On the other hand, needs must, and if you've got an elderly priest who can't actually get down there, what do you do? I look forward to that point when we are facing that dilemma and thinking, will I need a couple of people to help me get back on my feet at the end of it with the way my back goes? But hey, it's worth it even if I have to crawl to my feet taking ages because of that role of service. Also thinking of service. After the Last Supper, Jesus goes out to the garden. He asks his disciples to stay and pray for a while. What do they do? They doze off. It leads to the idea of a watch of prayer after the Monday Thursday Eucharist sometimes. Quite often after the, all the altars are stripped in the church while we're in the halls, so it's slightly different anyway. There's another altar of repose, a, a garden, if you like, set up where sometimes a sacrament is put in as a focus for prayer. And people stay and watch and wait and pray, maybe falling asleep. If so, hopefully not falling into others while doing so, creating a domino effect. (laughs) So I suggest at the end of this Eucharist today, we leave the sacrament just on the table as that focus for a period of silent prayer. The sacrament will then be removed to the church overnight. And as part of our Good Friday liturgy tomorrow, we'll have the opportunity to receive the sacrament again from this consecrated service today can't you just stay awake i remember at college there was a watch of prayer all the way through the night until good friday i don't think i stayed awake for it on the other hand i have trouble staying i don't have trouble staying awake. i have trouble getting to sleep at the moment until it's time to get up at which point it's time to wake up it's time to fall off fall asleep. So we've got this whole idea of service, serving each other, serving our Lord, watching and praying. And also the idea of sacrament. I remember when I was preparing for ordination, being asked to read the epistle at the Eucharist of the Last Supper on Monday, Thursday. And actually reading those words of institution, reading those words of the narrative of the Eucharist. This is my body. This is my blood. It was so poignant. It's poignant at the best of times. When you're actually preparing for ordination, thinking in a few years time, I'm going to be standing there at the altar saying that with the bread and the wine in my hands. How am I worthy to do this? What idiot thought that it was a good idea for me to think about being ordained? But somehow God seems to think it's a good idea. That was weird. That was powerful. And whereas every Eucharist is powerful, on this Monday, Thursday, when we're journeying from Palm Sunday with a triumphal entry into Jerusalem, towards the cross, towards the tomb, ultimately towards resurrection, it is especially poignant to be gathering around the altar, hearing those words and receiving that sacrament. And so these themes of sacrament and of service. As we journey here to Easter we're not journeying for joining for various different discrete services. We're all part of one larger service. There's an abrupt end this evening. The Eucharist finishes we have this watch of prayer and then we drift off in silence. Tomorrow we come into church we pray in silence. We join together for the Good Friday Liturgy. We receive the Holy Communion. We leave again. And then we come back, whether on Holy Saturday to the Easter Vigil, up at Pont Lottin or at Astrid Minnach, or here on Easter morning, or at Chapel St Gladys on Easter morning, if we we're awake early enough. It's one service in several parts. One service, with tea breaks in between, if you like. One service with breaks for us to go and watch and wait and pray and reflect until the next thing happens. We go away today, we watch, we pray. Until we walk with our Lord to the cross. We are there as he is portrayed, not physically, but we are there, we are Journeying with him towards that point. After the service tomorrow, we journey to the grave. We are then forlorn. We are desolate. We are lost. We're praying. We're wondering what, okay, we know what's going to happen next. But at the same time, in that journey, what happens next? God is dead. Jesus is dead. The Ormbry, where the sacrament is reserved in church, is empty. Jesus is not present. And how hard that is for us to say. In the Apostles' Creed, which we'll be saying in the Eucharist during Eastertide, he descended into hell. Hard thing for us to say. Jesus descended into hell. But that happened precisely so he could break out of hell. He could break out and destroy the powers of hell. <clears throat> But in that time, he was not here. So we journey and we wait for that resurrection. We wait for him to be breaking the powers of death and hell. And then we gather together at Easter, whether singing the joys of the resurrection on Capitol St Gladys, or gathering here as we bless the new Easter candle as we renew our baptismal promises if we think about baptism by full immersion which some people have had some of us won't you go into the water and come out of the water we literally die to sin and raise to new life such a powerful symbolism as a reminder of that we renew those baptismal promises those confirmation promises and we are sprinkled with that water of baptism As a reminder of that. It's not were you baptised. As if it's an event that happened once upon a time. Are you baptised? Something which happens. And changes us forever. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're fast forwarding several days. Towards something joyful. Because we like that. And then we can have Easter eggs. And drink tea. And that kind of thing again. We're not there. Now. Now. We're at the point of the Last Supper. Now we're at the point of celebrating this Eucharist. Now we're at the point of waiting, watching with our Lord in the garden, preparing to walk with him to the cross. Amen. Amen.